My trip back to the city and my office was uneventful. Anderson House is just a few hours and a million light years away from the hustle and bustle of the metropolitan area where I live and work. I slipped back into my normal routine, handling court dates and other legal matters, but my thoughts were never far from Miss Sally, Anderson House, and the challenges and opportunities that face Joey. Gus Caldwell was never one for a lot of detailed communication. He was fond of saying, If I need a hand, I'll give you a call, otherwise just count on everything getting done. Hawthorne, however, took it upon himself to keep me posted on the daily activities of Gus, Jason, and Joey, as well as their progress on the renovations surrounding Miss Sally's gravesite. I was ensconced in my office, engrossed in a complex corporate contract, when Miss Hastings tapped on my door and entered. She allowed me to finish reading the clause I was focused on, and then when I looked up, she announced, Mr. Hamilton, I just heard from Anderson House, and they're ready for the next meeting tomorrow morning. Never wanting to miss an opportunity to experience that magnificent place, I finished up the contract, and Miss Hastings joined me for the drive to Anderson House that afternoon. Hawthorne greeted us at the front steps and whisked our luggage to our adjoining rooms. Claudia greeted us with tea and refreshments while Oscar filled me in on all the details regarding the work that had been done atop the knoll where Leonard and Miss Sally had been laid to rest. I went upstairs to unpack and to settle into my familiar room. I rested a bit, as people in their eighties should do from time to time, then donned clothes more fitting for Anderson House's pastoral setting and headed across the property toward the knoll. The first improvement I noticed was the wonderful native rock walkway that meandered up the hill, with shrubs, plants, and flower beds strategically located on either side. As I walked along the walkway, I tried to imagine the amount of work that had been done to gather, move, and set each rock in the interlocking pattern. As I reached the top of the knoll, a gate set in a six-foot-high wrought-iron fence that stretched into the distance confronted me. There was an arch above the gate with an inscription that read, In Memory of Leonard and Sally Anderson. I opened the gate and wandered through the idyllic network of paths, gardens, and benches that surrounded the gravesite. In the far corner of the enclosure I heard voices, so I headed in that direction. I was greeted by Gus's booming voice, shouting, Hello! As I got closer, I could see Jason waving at me energetically and wearing a smile that stretched from ear to ear. He called, Mr. Hamilton, have you ever seen anything more perfect than this? I shook my head and responded, No, Jason, I can't imagine anything better for Miss Sally and Leonard. I looked at Joey, who was leaning against a shovel. He was covered with dirt and sweat and seemed about ready to collapse. I said, Hello, Joey. He waved half-heartedly and muttered, Hi. I observed the surroundings again and stated, Well, you must be really proud of what's being done here. Joey replied, Yeah, it's pretty nice, but I don't see why we couldn't get somebody to do all this work. Gus roared with laughter, slapped Joey on the back, nearly knocking him to the ground, and declared, Son, we did get somebody to do all this work. You! Jason explained. Joey, I know it doesn't feel like it right now, but 
You will come back to this spot many times throughout your life to pay your respects to your great-grandparents. You will never be able to look at that fence or these gardens without feeling good about yourself. As Gus, Jason, and Joey loaded the remaining tools and supplies into Gus's truck, I walked over to spend a few moments with Miss Sally. I looked all around the idyllic gardens that provided a fitting final resting place for my special friend and said to her, Well, old girl, he did it. I just hope the rest of the lessons take root like this one did. As the sun melted from the western horizon and twilight gathered, I closed the wrought iron gate and headed back toward Anderson House. The next morning, my first cup of coffee and I were on the veranda to welcome the first hint of sunrise. Gus stepped out to say goodbye and let me know he was heading back to his ranch in Texas.